This episode is brought to you by Economy Fence. Looking for a beautiful, lasting way to increase your family's privacy and security and add value to your property? Visit EconomyFence.com to see which style of fence is right for you or visit one of our convenient showroom locations, Economy Fence Center. We truly are the fencing professionals. All right, we now welcome on very special guest. It is Dave Sims, the in his 15th season with the Seattle Mariners as the play-by-play announcer, three-time Washington State Sportscaster of the Year. Mr. Sims, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. You bet, Jack. My pleasure. How you doing, man? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Just got back into Seattle, so um, happy that I can start watching this, these Mariners games. But yeah. um, first, just wanted to ask you, if there's anything that you're doing outside of you know, play by play for the Mariners that you want to let our listeners know about, bring awareness to um, anything that just you're passionate about that, that you'd like to share. Well, I just got back to the golf course. I had a good front nine, a bad back nine. I mean, I love doing that. I do a lot of uh, mentoring with guys around the country, uh, critiquing tapes and a- analyzing tapes and giving advice and that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, my wife has this involved in several charities in New York. So it's all good, man. It's all good. That's awesome. Awesome. So I, I read up a little bit that you, you host a show with Coach K. Is that right? Yeah, we just finished our 16th year in an organization, I think called, uh, I can't remember the name of the organization, but they deemed us the best radio show in the country. I was like, whoa, okay. <laughs> That's awesome. Congrats. Yeah. So I've always been a little bit of a, a Duke fan. My, my brothers like to call me a bandwagon, you know, but, um, what what's he like you guys have had some some pretty big time guests um what what's just what's coach k like he's a good guy i mean i know him geez i know him going back to 1977 when he was in army and i was a young reporter at the uh, new york daily news uh you know big obviously a big sports fan basketball is his life uh he's great with kids um he does a lot of, a lot of charity work heavily involved with the jimmy v foundation um, you know, he's world renowned. He's won gold. You know, he's, he's like one of the great winners we've ever had in this country. Right. You know, gold national championships at Duke, uh, his, uh, legion of, you know, guys, alums that have played for him, they swear by him. And, uh, he is a brand unto himself in such that when our producers call to try to get, you know, various and sundry personalities, you know, we get them, you know, the sports world, it's a layup. I mean, LeBron, <laughs> David, uh, Kobe, was his heart, Charles Barkley, uh, baseball side, Ken Griffey Jr., Mike Trout, uh, Bryce Harper, uh, Joe Torre. Uh, wow, that's awesome. Up and, I mean, up and down the spectrum, we, we've got the NHL. We, we usually get the NHL champion, the NBA champion, the college champion. We've had, uh, I think we've had, I don't know if we've had Bob Baffert on, but I know we've had a, cu- a couple of horsemen on. I mean, we've had, we've run the gamut. And then we've had a whole bunch of uh, CEOs on and uh, Marty Dempsey, who I think he got one of his degrees at uh, Martin Dempsey, who was the uh, chairman uh, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Been him on multiple times and CEOs of uh, GM and Ford. And we had Dr. Fauci on April of. Oh, no way of uh, last year when the pandemic really started. I think it was our last show of April of 2020. And I remember Coach Collins says, you are America's point guard, Dr. Fauci. And he <laughs> was indeed a point guard at, at, uh, at Regis High School. I think it was Regis High School in Manhattan. 
And um, so it's been great. It's, it's been a terrific run. I've helped bring a lot of guys I know from baseball over and, and, and he knows just about everybody. Well, certainly everybody in basketball knows him. So no, it, it's, a, it's been a great relationship. He's my, my wife and I used to do media coaching and he had us down to work with some of his teams. Uh, I was down there a couple, three times. And of course I've done a lot of Duke games on TV and radio. So yeah. no, it's, it's, it's a great relationship. That's awesome. That's awesome. So you grew up on the East coast um was play-by-play announcing was that something you always wanted to do um do you play sports growing up absolutely I mean you know I wanted to be a player and but and I played in high school played in college and you know I had I you know back in the fifth uh, mainly mainly 60s we we had all the board games we had all the magnetic uh, baseball games the electric football games and I would do play-by-play on that And, and also you know growing up in Philly which is a great sports town for sure. And with everything available, I mean, I grew up going to see Wilt Chamberlain. I grew up seeing Willie Mays when he'd come to town, Jim Brown when he'd come to town, Oscar Robertson, Bill Russell. I mean, you name them, I saw them. And then I became a hockey fan when I was in high school. And I remember going to, I'd always, I, I never would go to see the expansion teams. I wanted to see the guys who made, who were the National Hockey League before it expanded. So we were talking about Bobby Orr, Phil Esposito, yeah. Bobby Hall. Uh, Gordy Howe, the Mahovlich brothers. I mean, I can go on and on with those guys. So I love hockey. And I'm glad it's we, we have it here in Seattle starting this coming year. So, um, yeah, I, I've always wanted to do this. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. So I've always wondered on a typical day, you know, Mariners games usually start around around 710, right? What's the typical amount of like preparation that goes into the announcing just a standard Mariner game for you? Well, you know, the, the thing that's great about ba- uh, baseball, it's a continuum. It's 162 games in 180 days. So, you know, as soon as I come home, you know, I may unwind and I get, I'm a friend with uh, Brian Williams. I watch MSNBC for maybe an hour with the, uh, the rerun, the 11 o'clock. It's a rerun from, uh, from a few hours before. So anyway, I'll watch that. And then I usually watch quick pitch. Uh, either at, it's, until I fall asleep and then pick it up again in the morning, watch uh, MLB Central with uh, D-Row and Lauren and all those guys. And then, you know, I get on and, and you know, read the accounts from our beat writers and try to read the other team's beat writers. And then, you know, I get a workout in, go for a walk, uh, you know, get something to eat. And usually in these days with pandemic, for I'll say a home game, Scott Service will talk probably about 3, 3.15 on a Zoom call. And I, I live I live pretty close to the ballpark, so then it's like a 10, 12 minute ride down to the ballpark. And it, before the pandemic, you know, I would get there two thirty, quarter to three, and I would have time to do the manager interview, go in our clubhouse, hey, what do you got? What's going on? Hey, what happened last night? Yada yada yada. <clears throat> go to the other clubhouse, talk to their manager, talk to the players. And I go back and do my score, you know, my, my scorebook together, read the notes, and then we're ready to rock and roll. Nice, nice. So that's, yeah, I'm, I remember a couple games ago hearing <laughs> hearing you talk about on the broadcast that some of the, the newer players on the team, maybe some of the young guys, you, you haven't got the chance to get to know as well. I, I mean, out of 26 guys, I might know like eight, nine guys on the team. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's that crazy. I think that holds true for just about anybody in, in broadcast, broadcasting baseball. 
I mean, yeah. you just, you know, we don't have, we don't have access to normal access because, and I like going down in the clubhouse and, and, you know, seeing what's going on, what kind of vibe, what kind of mood people are in, what, you know, what are they talking about? Talk to next tomorrow's pitcher. So I have some notes on that. I mean, I try to fill up my notebook, every, you know, a couple, three pages every day. That's awesome. So you get to know those players pretty well, I'm, I'm assuming on a oh, normal absolutely. year. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's, that's what's, what's one of your, what are some of your favorite Mariner players that, that you've gotten the chance to get to know over the, over the couple of years? Well, Nelly Cruz is probably number one. I mean, uh, I, I, and I had, I wouldn't say a relationship, but I, you know, I used to talk to him a lot when he was with Texas because he used to freaking kill us. Yeah, right. I remember him saying that he loved the backdrop at our place, and that's why he hit so many home runs here. And then, of course, he was there for four years. So I knew that coming in. I remember he he showed up at uh, at Fan Fest that we had, and I was so happy that you know Sam and took a picture. I got a picture of him. Um, oh, let's see who else. Seeger's always a lot of fun to talk to. Haniger, Marco, mm-hmm. Mike Leak was was pretty informative, and he had stuff to say. All the finals was very good. JJ puts. Um, Man, those guys were those guys were my my heroes growing up. Those guys were old. A lot of a lot of good dudes. Um, Sean Kelly was a riot. Uh, <laughs> I enjoyed I enjoyed Cano. Um, yeah, those, those are the guys that that sort of jump in my mind. I'm sure more guys will come to my mind as, as we go forward. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So. You've done you've done a bunch of sports, not just baseball, not just the Mariners. Um, what are some of your favorite announcing experiences outside of Seattle? And then how did you get to end up in Seattle? Well, I mean, I, I was very lucky. I had an 18-year run. I think it was 18 years with Westwood One doing NFL, college football, college basketball. So, I mean, I got to do seven conference championships, about eight or nine Pro Bowls, uh, you know, regular season games for those 18 years. I, I did Sunday afternoons, then I did Sunday nights, then I was back on Sunday afternoon, filled in for Marv Albert occasionally on, uh, or uh, Joel, uh, oh God, I can't believe I'm blanking on his name. Um, Joel Myers, Joel Myers, filled in for them <laughs> if they couldn't make it on Monday nights. So it, it was great. I met a lot of the great coaches in the league. And met some of the players we used to go to, and James Lofton was, you know, became like family. And, and we did, I think we did six years together on uh, Sunday Night Football. And I remember he was the one that clean. I, you know, I would generally, and when I was working, and I love working with Bob Trumpy too. And I would generally, when, when I was working with Trumpy, we both would, would dress up like we just gotten off the golf course, you know, pull over. <laughs> pull over. James, I remember one time I, I had a shirt and tie. James came in with a jacket, shirt and tie. So we were the best dressed radio pair nice. in the business for a lot of years, man. It was, I get some pictures to back that up. And uh, yeah, we're, you know, we, we'd always, you know, with the Mariners going to San Diego, our natural rival across the league, <laughs> um, usually get to play golf with him at Torrey Pines or some of the great places in, San, in Southern California. So oh, that's awesome. That, I missed that last year and this year at the pandemic. And, uh, Matter of fact, they're going to be at San Diego in two weeks, and I'm really bummed that I'm not going to be able to be. <laughs> yeah, especially uh, with the U.S. I, I, Open I, there. Yeah, I, yeah, no, I think we we played Torrey Pines one time. I think it was the year after Tiger won it there. I remember oh, that's it, awesome. It was pretty cool. But yeah, I've been lucky, man. A lot of college hoops, a lot of regional finals, yeah. uh, and the teams to the Final Four. Uh, you know, I did talk radio in New York um, on what two occasions. I had a solo show and I had a duo show. I had, you know, I was on at night, 7.30 to midnight. Mike Breen was my producer. He used to do a magazine show going at seven o'clock 
and then he would book guests and, and do updates and uh that was for like two and a half years and then i did like three and a half years middays at wfan with ted coleman who covers the mets now that's awesome you know, great guys and uh you know just tremendous experiences over the course of time so then how did you end up in seattle what what brought you here well, an opening. I mean, uh, you know, Ron, Ron fairly retired, and I got a call from my brother-in-law, who's a buddy of his from Syracuse, who is uh, the marketing guy here, who's now my boss, Kevin Martinez, and they said, and I, whom I had met doing a couple of games here when I was doing baseball for ESPN, and I remember telling him, I said, hey, you know, it's a really good place, you know, I would like it here, my wife would like it here, my wife almost went to UW, she, she wound up going to Duke for grad school. Hmm. I said, if anything ever happened, you know, you know, call me. So my brother-in-law calls me and says, hey, Kevin says there's an opening. I said, well, I do play-by-play. Ron Fairley does call. Anyway, Kevin calls me and says, hey, I got your name, you know, got your name, my name on the line here. Do you want this job or not? Throw your hat in the ring. Threw my hat in the ring and beat out like 100 guys. And, uh, wow. You know, and nothing like having, you know, the ace in the hole to have, uh, you know, Coach K, you know, in those situations, you, know, you want somebody to call on your behalf. And I, you know, Coach K called my behalf and that was pretty much game set and match <laughs> yeah that's not tape, a bad my name tape was good too so my tape was good so man here we are 15 years later 14, that's awesome change. that's awesome um what's your what, what what are some of your favorite games or moments that you've announced as as a mariners broadcaster uh obviously felix is perfecto right uh, game 161 in uh i think it's 16 nelly yeah uh Two run, I think it was a two run bomb that tied at 7 7 in the seventh against the A's. We won that game. We played the next day with a playoff berth on the line. We wound up losing that game, but it was an exciting back and forth game. It wasn't in, I don't think it, I think it was ended in the ninth. Uh, let's see, though. Uh, Iwakuma's uh, uh, no hitter, that was exciting. The six pitcher, you know, no no was exciting. Yeah. It's been moments. I mean, you know, uh, each row beating Mariano Rivero with the home run ninth inning. That was a walk off. You know, two Hall of Famers at work. For sure. Um, Felix uh, Felix's uh, against Dice Matsuzaka. Uh, I think it was our first trip. It was my first road trip at, with the Mariners in 07. And Felix had a no no into like the seventh. I think it was a um, left hand hitter. Uh, he was with uh, JD, JD Drew, JD Drew broke it up. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So those are, those are a couple of, there are some that come to mind. What is your most embarrassing moment as a broadcaster? It doesn't have to be at the manners. Just, just well, in, you know, I had that, I had that, I tried to get cute on a home run by Seager. He went upper, he went like third deck Yankee stadium. And I'd been taught Lloyd McClendon. I think that was his second year. Might've been his first year. Anyway, he always talked about, hey, man, you know, we won. We're going to get some ice cream. And, you know, everybody's going to eat ice cream. That was his way, you know, instead of saying beers. So <laughs> he gets this big home run. Hey, Lloyd, you better get some ice cream for the truck. Get it delivered to the airport. I, you know, that was essentially what I said, but it came up broken up like that. It sounded like I was having a seizure on aisle <laughs> six. And uh, that was... But you know what? I've learned to laugh about that. I mean, I, I've done. I think I've done a, a whole lot of really, really, really good broadcasting, and you know, <clears throat> people think they get under my skin with that. They don't, but because I, I laugh at it, I just can't. <laughs> I think one of the local, the news station here, I think it was, it was Como, they called me the next day. We were in Houston, I guess, 
Houston after that pickup truck. Anyway, I talk about it. And it's, you know, it happens. It can happen right. to anybody. I mean, it can right. happen to that kind of stuff. You're on the air as much as I'm on the air. You're, you know, you're going to make some mistakes. And, you know, as long as, you know, you don't drop F-bombs and that kind of stuff, you're good. Yeah, I totally agree. Totally agree. So I think I, I think I know the answer to this, but who is your favorite all-time player to watch? Oh, it's Willie Mays. <laughs> that's, that's what I had written down. <laughs> Willie Mays. I mean, just, I mean, I, I, the other thing I always say about Willie Mays, just hearing when Lindsey Nelson would do games, I think Lindsey did giant games for a while, and I know he was with the, they did games with the Mets, but just the way he said the man's name expressed the joy that you get out of watching Willie Mays. Willie Mays! I mean, it, it, the, the guy, and it's funny because I got. I have to look this guy up when we, next time we go to Houston. The PA announcer in Houston does the same thing with Altuve's name. You know, now batting for the Astros, Jose Altuve. I mean, it's a joyous like this guy. You know, is the deal. And Altuve, sure. Altuve certainly brings that to the table. He's a dynamic player. He's a terrific player. For know, sure. Trash for can, sure. trash can banging notwithstanding. <laughs> um, all right, favorite ballpark to go to on the road trip. Well, that's a good one. Um, I'll eliminate it's it's too easy to say Yankee Stadium because I lived live in New York. Right, right. Uh, I'd say uh, I'd say Dodger Stadium uh, and and Wrigley probably as an entry because For sure. there's so much history in both places. And you know, I'm really you know as much as I like you know having my free time today playing golf, I'd love to be in LA right now, having come off off the 18th. Uh, green, knowing that I'm going to be at Chavez Ravine Dodger Stadium in the next two days. Yeah, it's you know, broadcast hero. You know, Ben Scully worked. I got some friends that live there. I got, a, I got some relatives. I got a brother-in-law and his family down there. I could have got to see all these people down there. So it's a, that's a bummer. And you know, we won't play. Like I don't even know if they, you know we play the, the next time we go to LA to play the Dodgers would be like six years from now. I could be retired. <laughs> i hope so, not i hope not but yeah um so well you know that i missed that san diego's a really good ballpark and a great atmosphere yeah very exciting now that they have a good ball club definitely uh, and san francisco's a cool that's a cool place to go to and then car you know i've been to st louis a few times they do have great fans there's no question about that i mean you can yep. make an argument that they're the best fans of baseball uh Fenway's cool on a, on a great day and a great, always a good atmosphere. They generally have had good teams since I've been here. And uh, that's a terrific atmosphere. You're right. Man, it feels right on top of everything. I like that. Yeah. No, we got uh, lucky enough a, a few years ago when uh, Griffey was inducted to, to Cooperstown, my family, we road trip from here to, to Cooperstown and got to go to Wrigley and uh, Fenway and a couple of those, those parks yeah. along the way. Those are, those are must sees for, for baseball. Absolutely. Fans. You're a baseball fan. You got to go. Absolutely. Definitely. And, you know, um, I wouldn't say it's a great ballpark, but I like going uh, to Anaheim because especially with Trout, you know, we get to see Trout. He's you know, a yeah. player. And Lord knows he kills us in our ballpark. Man. <laughs> Seriously. He ought to buy, buy a timeshare in Seattle. Man, oh, man. <laughs> for real, for real. Um, what's your favorite, favorite catchphrase you use? Um, I don't know. I, I try to, I, you know, a lot of it is so organic and I just go at the moment, but I mean, probably giddy up and gone because, you know, growing up in, uh, 
in the 50s and 60s when there was nothing but cowboy shows on thought, and, you know, giddy up, you know, here comes the, the cavalry over the hill, that whole thing. But I, you know, it, it sort of played off of some some other things I've heard over the years. And I, and I, and I, I enjoy it and I, I don't use it for everything. But, uh, right. No, I love it. And then certainly, certainly when Nelly was here, you know, bow stick, baby. You know, right, that, right. Like that was, uh, that was to, that was almost, that was a tribute and a lift from Bob Leonard, who was the great color analyst for uh, the Indiana Pacers. When Reggie Miller, you know, en route to his Hall of Fame, um, I'm trying to remember who is it, Mark, uh, forget their, their play-by-play guy, but you know, Reggie in the corner and would go in and <laughs> boom, baby. <laughs> well, knowing that, you know, Nellie's, Nellie's uh, nickname is Boomstead from his time in Texas. I said, hmm. Maybe I ought to put those together. So I asked my two kids, I said, what if I do, you know, there's long drive, deep up bib, you know, home run for Nelson Cruz, boom, stick, baby. And the kids said, oh, you got to use it, got to use it. Then I came in, I guess I had been home and then I came back and I asked Nelly, I said, I'm thinking about doing this for, for your home. I said, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I did it. So I pulled it out in Oakland and Mike even looked at me like, hey, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. <laughs> so like later it was, it was, April of that month, so I think what his first year here was 15, I think. Yeah. So I come to the clubhouse that day. He says, come here, come here, come here. And he gets his iPhone out. And somebody had done a mashup of like he'd hit like six home runs that month. And it was, boom, stick baby, boom, stick baby. He loved it. He was, oh, <laughs> it works. It works. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. Couple quick more questions, then I'll let you get out of here. Um, favorite golf course. Woo. Well, Tory, Tory's got to be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think um, Balboa Park in in San Diego is a Muni, real nice Muni. Okay. Uh, the Presidio in San Francisco is a Muni, a very good one. Uh, played some place up in Boston. I can't remember the name of it. Let's see. And there's a place in uh, suburban Detroit. I'm blanking on that one. Those that's pretty cool that you guys get to on their on the road trips i'm guessing just yeah play golf. right and uh where we stay in dallas uh and um that's where they used to play the byron nelson oh yeah yeah Jesus, that's a very good course uh the main course and the secondary course isn't too shabby either but you know those are the ones that jump to mind yeah and any local ones you like to play or um I've played Sahali a couple of times. I play I play Jefferson a lot because it's quick and like I can get in and out of the day game. I can get in 18 if I start early enough and still get back home shower and go to the ballpark. West Seattle, I walked it for the first time last week. And and that last six holes, man, it's it's up and down. <laughs> Boy, that is unbelievable. For I, got, sure. I didn't have to ride my Peloton for a day and a half, I guess. Um uh jefferson west seattle i just played down in uh this place was good hold on i can see the name of it um played at uh fairwood golf and country club that was nice yeah there's there's a few of them i, I could be here yeah. all day I, i've been lucky i've played a whole bunch of them yeah yeah that's awesome all right last question um favorite food at t-mobile park I don't eat. I don't eat ballpark food. Oh, okay. Okay. Favorite restaurant in Seattle then? Uh, most of the time. Uh, oh, what's it right over here? Um, 
Palace Kitchen. I like Palace Kitchen. I like uh, Purple. Um, or, oh, God. Those two come to mind. My wife is better at that than I am. Yeah. Oh, uh, the Japanese place, Hapanesa. I love that because I love their mm-hmm. sushi because they had the, the largest sushi. I, you know, I, obviously I get good sushi in, in New York City, but these are the largest portions I've ever seen <laughs> at Hapanesa. That's really good. Yeah. yeah, for sure. All right. Well, hey, thank you again so much for taking the time to join us. Um, it, it was a pleasure um, and looking forward to seeing you on the broadcast. Appreciate it, man. Hey, Jack, thanks for your time, man, and good luck to you, okay? Appreciate it. Yeah, you bet. All right, take care. Have a good one. Thanks, you too.